Hey everyone, I'm in Washington DC this week along with Ron and our photographer David Wallace. So cinema's at 2.15, right? Uh, I thought it was 2.20. Uh, they, put, they put it back a little bit. <sighs> we came, I think it's this way. It is that way, but I don't know if we can Welcome to The Gaggle, an AZ Central podcast where we chat with reporters and experts to keep you fully informed on the state's political news. I'm Yvonne Winget Sanchez, and I cover national politics. And I'm Ron Hansen. I cover the congressional delegation. Today, we're breaking down the dynamics of Arizona's congressional delegation and the new Congress. And specifically, how are Arizona's new senators, Democrat Kirsten Sinema and Republican Martha McSally, getting along following their heated 2018 race against each other? And... How are the other House members working to advance Arizona's interests on Capitol Hill? Last week, we met with every member of Arizona's congressional delegation, except for Congressman Paul Gosar. In this episode, we recap the highlights for you. We try to travel to Washington regularly to meet with our members and their staff and get a better understanding of the priorities for each member and get a pulse of what they really think is possible, especially in a newly divided Washington. So Ron's done this before, but I'm kind of new-ish still to the U.S. Senate beat. So this was the first time that I actually got to go to D.C. for work. Ron, um, was born there. He spent time working there. So I had a really good Sherpa to the city. Uh, So the weather was great. It was actually warmer than it was here in Phoenix on some days. We met some great people around the Capitol. Um, We also traveled with David Wallace. He's a longtime AZ Central photographer and videographer who now works as the newspaper's video strategist for many documentaries. I think that's your correct title there, David. David, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, and it's good to be back here in Arizona. Before we talk about our time with the delegation, David, you wandered over to the U.S. Naval Academy. You stopped by the gravesite of the late Senator John McCain. What was that like? Uh, in a word, it was uh, it was memorable. Uh, I had to I had to park just outside the uh, the security gate for the Naval Academy, and I had to walk about a half a mile to the cemetery. And uh, as I was as I was walking towards the cemetery, I believe they're called midshipmen, were sort of jogging, doing their weekend jogs and shouting and. Uh, so it was really interesting, and I, I get to the cemetery, and I, I didn't know um, exactly where Senator McCain's gravesite was, so I had to find it. So that in itself was interesting. So I was pulling photos up on my phone and trying to use trees and other landmarks to find it, and, and then I found I found the gravesite, and it was it was austere, it was very simple, um, but it was adorned with there were American flags, uh, there were painted rocks. Um, trinkets, tokens, coins, and there was a barrel cactus, which immediately brought me back to Arizona and connected me to Arizona. And it was just a, it was very peaceful. It was very beautiful. It had snowed the day before. There was about an inch of snow on the ground. And um, I I think people that are are longtime supporters of Senator McCain would be very pleased that he's, uh, he's laid to rest in such a peaceful place. So this was at the start of my trip, and it was kind of a it was a great way to sort of set the tone, I would say, for my week in D.C. David put together a short video of Senator McCain's gravesite, and we've got a link in the show notes for you, so take a look for yourself. Last week, we met with the women who have followed Senator McCain to the Senate for Arizona. Last year, Democrat Kirsten Cinema defeated Republican Martha McSally for one of our seats. 
Governor Doug Ducey named Senator McSally to replace John Kyle for the other seat. So they both wound up in the Senate, but that doesn't mean they're besties now, Yvonne. How are they getting along after a bruising campaign? That's a really good question, and that is a question that I most often hear when I talk to political junkies, my neighbors, a friend of my dad just last night who's, you know, super hardcore Republican and is actually fans of both of them, wanted huh. to know, like, hey, how are they getting along? And that was really the main question that I had going into this trip. What does that relationship look like? From my vantage point, it looks like there still isn't much of one. We asked both of them how they were getting along with the other. And when when was the last time they had a meaningful, productive conversation about either their relationship or to help advance the interests of their Arizona constituents. And I think the most telling response came, I think it was a second or third question that we asked Senator Cinema. when was the last time you guys actually had a conversation in a meaningful way, you know, beyond the chit-chat that happens maybe on the Senate floor or in the hallways? And her response essentially was, I'm sure that time will come. Ouch. David and I also spent quite a bit of time following each of them around on one day as they trekked from their sad little offices as they await their their new offices uh, to subcommittee hearings. Uh, We went to the aging subcommittee hearing. We went to one focused on the infrastructure. Uh, McSally's on armed services. It was just really amazing. But there was the one moment in the aging subcommittee that I think kind of summed up what that relationship looks like. David? Yeah, so I had been sort of looking at the schedule for these uh, committee hearing meetings and <laughs> was especially interested when I saw that both Senators Cinema and McSally would both be uh, there for this aging committee hearing meeting. You know, it seems like we're in a situation where those who are retiring now, those women, the baby boomers, um, they're in, uh, they have less earnings throughout their whole life, less savings, less retirement, less Social Security, yet my generation, which is what, Gen X, we're the ones that are more likely to be then caring for them, so we're coming behind them with the very same dynamic. Senator McSally was there first. Um, it's not uncommon for the, for the senators to sort of arrive and leave at different times because they have very hectic schedules and different hearings. So Senator McSally is there first, and she's actually speaking and asking questions of the witnesses. And uh, as she's speaking, Senator Cinema walks in. And she, she walks in, and she immediately walks to her seat, which was on the opposite side of the dais. Um, their, their seats are assigned, so it wasn't like she chose to sit on the opposite side of the table. But she sits, sits down. And as uh, as Senator as Senator McSally is speaking, uh, Senator Cinema is spending basically the entire time on her phone. Now, to be fair, it's not uncommon for these lawmakers to be on their phone uh, during during these hearings. You, you see them all doing it. But I will say that during the what was it probably about ten minutes or so that Senator McSally was speaking and asking questions of the witnesses, I did not see Senator Cinema look up once and look in the direction of Senator McSally. Uh, it, it, it reminded me a little bit of when we had both senators here in our newsroom, I believe that was in October, just before the election, to, to speak with our, our editorial board. And uh, for that hour-long meeting, I don't recall Senator Cinema really looking much in the direction of Senator McSally. So it, it was a little bit reminiscent of that. Um, 
And then later when Senator Sinema was speaking, Senator McSally did, did look in the direction of, um, of Senator Sinema. Uh, they both left the committee hearing meeting at, at different times as they were probably heading to different appointments or, or different committee meetings. But it was, it was for, for our very sort of brief window into their relationship, um, I, I felt it was telling. Uh, this was the only time in my week in D.C. that I, I saw them together in the same room. I think the other thing that really stood out to all of us was how happy each of them really were. They're, when... in, they're clearly in their element. I mean, they, they seem very comfortable um, with, with these new roles. In their element is how I would describe it. Senator McSally just seemed to glow is the only word I can really think of. Uh, you can tell this is this is where she wants to be. She enjoys the the hurly burly of working on policy and getting into uh, the the issues of whatever the Senate's tackling on any given day. Uh, and Senator Cinema was just also um, just had this regal presence about her. She just you could tell she was in charge. She was thrilled to be there and uh, really seems to wear it well. La laser focused, I would describe um, Senator Cinema. I mean, she she seems very much in control of her time there. And um, yeah. The other thing that I think really struck me was in the time that we spent with Senator McSally. She was a different person. She was not the candidate that we had become accustomed to seeing on the campaign trail in 2018. Maybe the more combative, more aggressive, really trying to get her point across type of a candidate. This was someone who, from my vantage point, enjoyed talking to the constituents who came to greet her over donuts and coffee. Watching that interaction, not just with, um, with constituents, but with her colleagues, I really enjoyed seeing that side of her. There was one morning where she invited us to work out with her at like 6 o'clock in the morning. It was, oh my gosh, I had to get up so early for that. But I was glad I did it because it was a side of her that, again, we haven't seen. I mean, I think most of the people she was working out with, they were Democrats. And, and she was treating them as though, you know, they were her friends next door. So I thought that that was really important for us to, to, to see that side of her and to, you know, maybe, you know, understand that these are real people, not just candidates and um campaigns crafted through focus groups. Yeah. And this is actually the Martha McSally I was introduced to. Um, I started dealing with her uh, away from a really difficult Senate race. And um, this is a woman who is obviously driven. Anyone who gets up as early as she does to work out has uh, got, got some amount of uh, vigor about her. But also, um, there is a person there. She does care about um, people, and she's made that known in various ways, talking about uh, ailing neighbors or just her interest in animal rights and such. She's She is a person who does have some depth about her and um, really didn't let much of that show during the campaign last year. It's going to be you know interesting to see how much of that she wants to display in the next year. Especially – when it comes to the relationship with Senator Cinema, So all of this might seem just like gossip, but in a city where almost everything comes down to relationships, the fact that our two senators aren't even talking in a meaningful or productive way is kind of a big deal. Especially in an era where Arizona has lost so much of its seniority and its standing on Capitol Hill, 
Ideally, you want the state's delegation on the same page, especially when you're talking about such important issues like water shortages and transportation, funding for all kinds of programs and military and defense issues. We did get a chance to talk with all of the other members of the delegation, except for Gosar, about how they see this relationship playing out and whether or not they saw a role for them to play to try to maybe help make it better. Yeah, and I think we could summarize that basically this way. Uh, no way. <laughs> We're not jumping in the middle of that. Um, the answers kind of ranged in terms of how much they wanted to even ponder the issue. But the fact is that the House members have their own things to do and, and they're minding literally their own business and these senators have to sort it out for themselves. Um, I should mention Debbie Lesko, a Republican, is uh, really trying to make a practice of these uh, delegation get-togethers. She's had two already and she's really trying to foster at least some sense of um, you know, pulling in the same direction on the big picture, Arizona-specific issues. And even she didn't really see much of a role for herself in trying to broker a truce between Senators Cinema and McSally. Um, this is really something that I think um, the House has its own business to tend to. And when you talk about, you know, a divided government and such hyperpartisan politics playing out in Washington, can you talk about how some of these congressional members plan on getting through any of their priorities or advocating for the state? Yeah, so the thing that I think everybody mentioned one way or another was Interstate 11. This is the uh, the proposed uh, transit way from essentially Mexico running north into Nevada and, and beyond. This is something that under the best of circumstances takes you know more than a decade to put together. They've got some preliminary funding and, and some preliminary work done on this. But in terms of seeing this thing all the way to the finish line, we're still years away from seeing something like that happen. Right now, everybody agrees they want to see a project like this come together. It makes a lot of sense from a commerce perspective for Arizona to have that kind of uh, connection from Mexico all the way up into uh, the Rocky Mountain West. And yet, it's unclear how far we'll get with all of this in the near term. And I think that what's more important about this is that Everybody's talking about the same thing because I think they can't think of anything else that they could really work together on. Yes, there's water and infrastructure issues that we kind of all broadly agree on, but these are expensive, take time, and there's just not a lot of uh, political uh, middle ground, it seems, on much of anything else these days. The one thing that I did find interesting and maybe gives me hope that there might be a chance for everyone to maybe mend fences was the emphasis on water and the drought contingency plan. Legislation was passed here at the state level, as we know recently, by uh, the governor and the state legislature. And this is a plan that is aimed essentially to protect Arizona's water supply. Um, but legislation needs to be done at the federal level and, you know, anything could upend this plan. And so everyone that we talked to said they would be on the same page and they promised that they would, uh, you know, be a unified front in, in, in trying to advocate for, uh, for the federal legislation to pass. Right. And to be very clear, that also includes both our senators. Uh, our senators are working as diligently as they can for the good of Arizona, especially on an issue like that. Everybody gets that water is an essential uh, part of Arizona's future. But what, where else we go from there is where it sort of all falls apart. 
David, you are not a political reporter. Thankfully, you get to live outside of this bubble. What struck you in terms of how they answered that question about how they plan on getting things done in a divided government? Uh, well, I would say that uh, Washington, I think, can be an incredibly overwhelming place, but I just don't, particularly our senators, I just don't get the sense that they seem overwhelmed at all. Uh, we've said this before. They they seem like they're they're in their element. Um, I was going around with um, uh, uh, Congressman uh, Ruben Gallego, who I believe is in his third term, correct? And uh, he he was getting in an elevator, and there was a new congressman that he introduced himself to, and the congressman just seemed I I, I don't know who he was or where he was from, but he just seemed incredibly overwhelmed. And uh, uh, Gallego kind of said to him, "Don't worry, it's like riding a bike. Once you figure it out." you'll be fine. And I just don't get the sense that our, uh, even though they're new senators, I mean, they've been in Washington, but they're new senators, I don't get the sense that they need to figure out how to, how to get on the bike. They are, they are very much on the bike. They are, they are riding it. I, I think as far as their relationship, the question is, is are they, are they going to be riding the bike together to solve these problems, or are they not going to be riding the bike together? And um, I think it was uh, uh, Congressman Grahava that said, you know what, they're both pros. And so, you know, they have an opportunity that uh, time affords them to work some stuff out together. But I think, uh, I don't know if there's too much uh, under the bridge to work, but uh, I know both of them, and I'm certainly, you know, cinema more so, but she's a pro. And I think it, there's something they mutually need and the state mutually needs. I think you'd see them get together. I really do. They, uh, at the end of the day, they are going to do uh, what they need to, particularly you know on water issues and other issues that that that, that what's best for Arizona, and they, they will they will work together. I'm just not sure that in our in our week that we were there, we we saw that, but um, I think it's coming. David, what's your final takeaway from our trip? Well, everything about Washington D.C. is super intense. The architecture, the rules, the traditions. And of course, the the relationships are incredibly intense. But what's interesting is is you 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 live or you die by these relationships. Your your success or your failure is based on uh, these relationships. So I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. Piggybacking a little bit off of that, I watched both senators on the floor of the chamber for about an hour as they were voting on an issue. And watching them work the floor or not work the floor was really interesting to me. McSally was working her phone and talking a little bit to her Republican colleague from Alaska, Lisa Murkowski. Meanwhile, Kirsten Cinema, Senator Cinema, was laughing up her Republican colleagues. She had Mitt Romney and Marco Rubio just laughing and chuckling along with her. And to me, that really kind of sums up maybe how both of them are viewing their roles and their relationships in Washington. Okay, so I'm going to be the downer in all this. I, I it's my role, right? So the thing that struck me was uh, probably our two most junior members of the House delegation, Greg Stanton, a Democrat, and Debbie Lesko, a Republican. Um, they both sit on the House Judiciary Committee, um, and that committee may be tasked with considering impeachment against the president uh, sometime during this Congress. That's pretty weighty stuff. And to hear them talk, um, Greg Stanton was all about accountability and, and oversight of this administration. And Debbie Lasko is sort of uh, 
staying to the party line of this is harassment and really kind of obstructionism by the Democrats. And it's a reminder that our delegation very much is part of that national picture where we have this very, very significant shadow hanging over the Capitol right now. And that may play out over these next two years in a way that means everything gets uh, put to the side while we watch how history unfolds. Well, that's it for today, Gaggle listeners. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Twitter at Yvonne Winget. And you can reach me at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N. You can reach me on Twitter at David W-A-L-L-C-E. Gaggle listeners, we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the show, the state of politics, our coverage? Chime in on Twitter with the hashtag TheGagglePod. We'll be sure to reply. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Your support is what makes it possible for us to do this each week. Today's episode was edited and produced by Taylor Seeley, Taya Francesca Price, Katie O'Connell, and Kayla White. Thanks again. We'll be back next Wednesday.